Young women have been growing up with an indoctrination of what womanhood is and what it should be. They've been taught everything that is in direct opposition to the Word of God. Young women who want to be different from the world are rare, but they are real. On this Rare But Real podcast, Audrey Brogy will often be joined by her daughter, Grace Anna, and her daughters-in-law, Maureen, Cassett, and Marilyn, who desire to be discerning in a day when everything seems to go against God's design. Join them in the journey of becoming rare but real. It takes courage and conviction. And now, Audrey Brogy. Hey there, I am so glad to be here um, on this podcast and to be joined by my daughter-in-law, Kessid. It has been a while since I've had um, my girls, any of them, uh, do this podcast with me. But we've had a list of uh, all kinds of things that women have asked. And one of the things that I have been wanting to do for a while is an episode with Kessid on encouraging your husband. In fact, Kessid, I think I sent you a text text many weeks ago um, when we were trying to to set this up and I said and the topic is encourage your husband and really I want to talk about practical ways to do that and one of the reasons that I really wanted to do this with you Cassid is because I have watched and I have seen you in these all these years that you've been married to my son um, be an encourager to him. And I could list some ways that I've observed that and seen that, but I won't do that because I don't want to embarrass you. <laughs> but <laughs> but I've seen it. I've seen you bring out, I mean, I know, you know, as I, I raised my sons and I can see the influence that um, their wives have on them and um and I've just seen just different things. I mean, there are many things that come to my mind. But um, one of the things that I've thought about um, for a long time, and I know I've said this to you before, um, but a conversation that I had with him, him one time, and he just spoke so highly of you. But but one of the statements he made was when he was expressing appreciation for you, and he said, Kessick gets things done. And I know... He it, just in that conversation, it was I don't know even know how to express it, but he said it in such a way that what just really struck my heart in an in an in, in an endearing way, in terms of how he viewed you and how you and I knew that he meant it in the context of you get things done that are very helpful to him, and that he I don't know it just it just meant a lot to me to hear him say that, um, and then the other thing Kessid is. Um, Lately, with a lot of different women that I've talked to in these last, um, I don't know, couple months, I have found myself always going back to helping women see that they really need to be encouragers to their husbands. Because, in fact, I just said to a, a woman recently, and then I said it to another woman probably a month ago, I said, it's so easy for us to make a list of all the things we don't like about our husbands. You know, we can say, well, I don't like that he does this, and I don't like how he does this. And then, and we're also, because we're just sinful women, it's so easy for us to say those things to them all the time about, you know, I don't like it when you do this, or I wish you wouldn't do that. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I was encouraging this woman lately, and, and it's just always a reminder to myself, is that, you know, if you're married to a good man, He's not going to be perfect, and he's not going to do everything that you want him to do. But if you're married to a good man, start making a list of the things that you really appreciate about him. Just make a tangible Mm. list, you know, and then every day 
just say one of those things to him. And I'm not talking about in a flattery way or in what whatever, but just like, you know, I really appreciate this about you. Or just ask the Lord to help it come up naturally in conversation so it doesn't seem like it's an assignment that somebody mm-hmm. gave you. Mm-hmm. But, you know, and it, it makes me think about Philippians, you know, chapter four, when Paul says, finally, brethren, whatever's true, whatever's honorable, whatever's right, whatever's pure, whatever's lovely, whatever is of good repute, if there is any excellence and if anything worthy of praise, dwell on these things. And I often think about that in terms of us as wives thinking about our husbands, that there are true things about them. There are honorable things. There are right things. There's pure pure things. There are lovely things about them, good repute. And then the thing, anything excellent and worthy of praise. And then Paul says to dwell on those things. And so if you put that in the practical sense of wives towards their husbands, it's like, what are the praiseworthy things that I can express to my husband that I'm just so thankful for. And it and it's, you know, I don't know. And and because I was talking about this recently with a woman, and because I have been wanting to do this podcast with you for a long time, I just thought we got to make this happen. And I want to hear from you. Um, and just some of the ways that because you're in this stage of your life where you're very busy with your children, you know, with schooling them with, with, you know, you being a basketball coach and 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 all the things that you do and what are some practical ways that you are able to make Jeremy a priority and and ways that you see the Lord helping you be an encouragement to him so mm-hmm. with that well, pre I, preamble go for it I feel like just jumping off exactly what you said and I think um, it's funny so Jeremy and I we got married and we laugh about how uh, we just have the same opinion about everything. Like we just, (laughs) we see, we'll go, we'll listen to somebody say something and we'll kind of have the same reaction or, you know, things in the news, things Mm -hmm. happen. We just tend to view things through a similar lens. Um, I mean, even obviously we're believers and we're in the word. And so that's part of it, but it also is just, even among other strong Christians, like we just kind of see things a lot the same way. Um, and so that being said, one of the things about both of us is we can tend to be um, a little more critical maybe. Mm-hmm. And that that's kind of like a, a strength and a weakness, right? Right, sure. So you're, it's, you kind of uh, can read things and maybe people don't pick up on like, hey, you want to be careful about what this person's saying or what's happening here. But on the other side, we can just be, you know, kind of critical about stuff that, that uh, you don't necessarily need to pick up on or be critical about. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that can happen in marriage, right? Like I pick up on, you know, things here and there that it's they're non-essential little gripey things and you can get so easily fixated on that stuff Mm -hmm. and i remember reading um the bruised reed Mm -hmm. and by the puritan 
whose name is going to come to me, Sibs, Richard Sibs. And uh, he talks about discernment, that we think of discernment a lot of times as being able to see what's wrong, but a lot of, but another form of discernment is to see evidence of grace or evidence of the, the work of the spirit. And that, when I read that, it just pierced me because I thought, yeah, like that is also something that I want to be cultivating in my life. Um, And so just bouncing off what you say is to really take time to consider those things in your husband's life that are um, evidences of God's grace in his life. Not just, yes, just things you appreciate where it's like Jeremy's been, you know, lifting weights. Um, he's on Grant's program and mm-hmm. I'm like, you know, Hey, <laughs> Hey, beefcake looking good or what? <laughs> yes, that stuff, just appreciating him as a person because we all appreciate just the, you know, someone who notices nice things about us, but then right. also spiritually, like I love hearing you teach our children or even the children mm-hmm. of the church. Like you have such a soft mm-hmm. heart and you have such a, good he can distill things i think this is part of being really smart it takes mm-hmm. me like a thousand words to say something and he just gets it down to the core in like a few sentences and makes it where kids can grasp mm-hmm. things and mm-hmm. i it's such a gift anyway um but i just i want to affirm and agree on that so the older i get the clearer it is to me how incredibly important perspective is right. and how you can drive yourself, your children, your family, your husband into the ground by fixating on things that frustrate you, that you're discontent with, that, um, I don't know, just worldly things. Right. And, um, and, and truly, you're just, you're kind of like the, it talks about in Proverbs, the, the foolish woman, you know, mm-hmm. the wise woman builds her house, but the, you know, foolish woman with her own hands tears, tears it down. down. Yeah. It's like, yeah, you, you're just a fool just ripping your house to shreds by mm-hmm. doing that. Um, and, and I do, it's funny, this, the other day, my husband was doing something I found frustrating and I mean this is going to sound bad but every woman's <laughs> going to understand this it's so he's coming down to eat with us and he takes longer than I would like for him to come join the meal mm-hmm. and my our youngest daughter is waiting down there in the kitchen she's excited he's come down and she wants to talk with him so he gives her his undivided attention and I really just wanted him multitask and listen to her and also keep moving put the put the final fixings on the plate so we can all sit around the table together <laughs> and i keep kind of like bringing it up and i anyways long story short he came over but without his plate and i was like wait no you're supposed to like we're doing it buffet stuff he's like <laughs> i know i'm coming over here like to pray so you can eat basically, which was not, I mean, which was not totally fair, right? Like I wasn't, it wasn't like, I'm just like, no, I want you at the table. I just, I don't want to be freed up to eat. I'm not like a, <laughs> an animal at the trough right now. It's like, I want us to be together. So, and so I, I wanted to explain to him, you know, how he was wrong and 
<laughs> you know, and this is why this is all night. But I just through the conversation at the meal just showed him that everything like I wasn't frustrated. I knew that I had been annoying, you know, with him and and we were just gonna have fun sitting and talking together. Yeah. Um and and a lot of times it's I tend more towards the you said something and I felt like there was a tone in there or what and like now we're just gonna talk it out to the nth degree. <laughs> and you know, yeah. That, yeah. that can, you know, that, you know, that could probably get old. Um, <laughs> I guess I would say this. I would say there are lots of ways to encourage our husband, mm-hmm. right? There are superficial ways that mm-hmm. we should totally do because, I mean, we appreciate that. I love getting superficial compliments from Jeremy. <laughs> it, it actually just means the world to me. But also... Um, I love those like deep, meaningful compliments from him and that are that are weighty and, and mm-hmm. about character and about the important things. But also one way we encourage is like there are brothers in Christ. Right. So I want to encourage him in holiness. Mm-hmm. And and so and that's in all the ways that we all need to be encouraged in holiness, like with our words, with self-control with just like uh, the myriad of things Mm -hmm. um and so i would encourage women to encourage your husband by like it all not just saying positive things but but prayerfully and carefully bringing up ways that you want to encourage them to seek holiness more um specifically right and but um yeah it just it made me think of um hebrews chapter three and it's funny i thought the word was encouraged and obviously probably isn't like the niv or whatever translation i first learned today but it's take care brothers lest there be any of you in any of you an evil unbelieving heart leading you to fall away from the living god but exhort one another that's what i thought was encourage one another Mm -hmm. every day as long as it is called today that none of you may be hardened by the deceitfulness of sin so that's part of the encouragement that we need to do is like I love you because you're my husband, but I, I love the Lord the most. And I want you to honor him because his glory is the main thing I'm about. And that's actually what's best for you too. Right. Um, so I don't think we need to leave all that unaddressed. I, I don't, encouraging your husband isn't about like never having serious conversations about sin of course yeah um, mm-hmm. um but and so i think that is actually one way you do encourage them but you do it prayerfully and you do it carefully because if you think about i sometimes i just think about myself like all of the ways that i fall short all the time <laughs> and if jeremy jumped on every single one of those to, <laughs> to you know, point out where you know where i'm falling short where i'm gonna say oh i would be crushed <laughs> I would be absolutely crushed and there and we're human and there's just there's just so much we can we can Take. handle and sanctification is just a slow process over right. the years. Right. Um and so I just in that moment just realizing like, yeah, I don't actually need to jump on every every 
time that I'm like, what was in that tone? Like, you know, <laughs> were you were you harboring annoyance with me in your heart? And da, 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 da. It's like, yeah. Uh, did you ever have? Yes, you were sitting in the kitchen being frustrated with him, and so just learning to read the situation mm-hmm. and say, you know, this does not need to have a big conversation. I think that mm-hmm. can be encouraging. Um, well, you know, yeah, I like I what, think, go ahead. I'm oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I like what you said about the exhortation. I mean, exhortation and encouragement are like flip. They're like um, the flip side of the same coin, you know? And, and so sometimes we think, oh, if we're encouraging, we're always saying positive things and we're always like looking for to do that, which is we need to do that. But the flip side of that exhortation is positive in the sense of what you said a minute ago, dealing with the serious things and and the things that we need to talk to them about, that that can also be encouraging because we're on their team and we want them to be the best they can be. And our husbands are a lot more... Um, what's the word I want to look, look that I'm thinking of? They're a lot more um, ready to listen to us about things that are serious if our normal default is to praise them for the praiseworthy things. You know, if we're, yeah. I'm just saying it's like yeah. if we're always getting on them about what they need to improve on, then, yeah. you know, it's like we're background noise or like those clanging symbols in, in 1 Corinthians mm-hmm. 13. But if it's like, you know, I'm on your team and I appreciate this about you or thank you for doing whatever, it's like, hey, I need to talk to you about this. It's like much easier. It's just like for me as a wife, it's much easier for me to hear the, the, exhortation the criticism if you know my husband is generally praising me for and when i say praising i don't mean flattery like but i just mean generally is not always tearing me down it's the same thing like with our children we can exasperate them by all we ever do is correct them rather than you know i need to be dwelling on the praiseworthy things and then when i need to correct them it's a lot easier to hear correction from someone who you know sees the good as well mm-hmm. it just made me think about that when you said that about you know because there are serious things that we we have to talk to our husbands about sometime it's like that you know taking that saran wrap and you know even if we're dwelling on the positive things it do, it's like the saran wrap doesn't doesn't cover the things that we really need to talk to them that are serious no we need to Praise, deal, deal with the praiseworthy things, encourage them in this way. But then there are other things that, hey, we got to get serious and I need to talk to you about this. And it'd be really helpful to me if you heard me on this issue or same thing with me, you know. Yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, and all of this is like walking in the spirit, like mm -hmm. being in the word, walking in the spirit, and, and like Lord willing, growing in wisdom in what what needs to be addressed what doesn't like being a student of your husband Mm -hmm. what what is the what words are particularly encouraging to him what is what seems discouraged what's kind of a a um a bad time Mm -hmm. oh yeah just and just knowing like okay this is this is kind of crunch time brand it's a bad time so i'm gonna make sure to love him well Mm-hmm. by having our ducks in a row. Mm-hmm. So I'm mm-hmm. not adding to the stress of what is a stressful time for him. Or, um, yeah, it's funny. I, I think I've mentioned this before, but my sister-in-law came up to visit me in Boston when we were in law school, and he was just, like, finishing up finals, and it had 
yeah, it's just a lot of work and mm-hmm. I, I should do something for him and I thought like I should get him a massage and she was like well I mean do you think that that's something that he would enjoy or do you think <laughs> that's something you would, would enjoy like, he would just like to have like a clean house and I was like <laughs> and she was so right because if anybody knows let me just say in God's kindness this is an area I have grown in a lot I have plenty of there's still plenty of runway left for me to grow but like yeah I'm just hey, what really does bless him? Mm-hmm, a massage? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I would like a massage. <laughs> he would like to have a house that's in order. Mm. And so being a student of him and thinking like, well, no, what's going to bless him? And right. it may just be things squared away at home and, and we're all happy and we're... Um, yeah, the trains are running on time. Like, I, I think that that blesses him. And so that's a, but different, different guys have some, there might be some guy where it's like, oh, he would love a gift. Like, if you just thought of a mm-hmm. nice gift and that was way, he, you know, that would really speak to him. Or if you just sat down and gushed over him with, with just words of appreciation. Oh man, I came across this email that I sent. I was, Okay, I don't know what's happening with Gmail, but obviously I'm just like on the edge of being kicked off for having way too much on there all the time. Like my <laughs> part-time job now is just clearing out old emails. Uh, I don't, mm. they want me to buy something. Oh yeah, I know. I, it's, it's discouraging. <laughs> it's cut, yeah. So I keep like getting, seeing old emails and I saw this email that I wrote to Jeremy when I, I guess I just had little Lois and mm. he was going to be late and he was emailing me to let me know. And I just said, Oh, you know, thank you so much for working. Thank you for working late. Uh, mm. So I can be here with Lois. Mm. And like, I just love this life that you've provided for us. Aww. And I was like, <laughs> Oh my goodness. <laughs> Where is this girl? <laughs> Like I need to resurrect it. And it really did give me like an appropriate kick in the pants just to be like, hey, again. You, you need to do that more. You hear me? Yes, thank you for doing this. Thank you for working. And um, yeah, I'm just expressing that again. So I think uh, those are those are things when you get in the busyness of, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, yeah, looking out for all your needs you're like oh you have needs too like I, but I've been taking care of all these it's like no you're my you're my number one you were mm-hmm. here before these kids yeah and yeah so, um I just want to be okay and then this is another confession this is I've, I've already like semi-confessed this but the um the the coming kind of late to the food and then start, like walking by it in the kitchen like if I've left warm food for mm-hmm. him and then being like coming and sitting down it's like oh, okay i'll go get up and get the food you know right this is, yes this is my attitude <laughs> but it's like okay he has been working literally all day mm. and i have also like i i i tr- i take my work seriously like i do try to 
be diligent working throughout the day for our, our home, for our church, for the kids, you know, just sure. like I'm trying to do. But you better bet I have pockets of just absolutely what I want to do time mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that he does not have. And in, instead of having this attitude of like, I've been doing stuff all day and I, why, you need to go get that plate and da da da. It's like, hey, thank you for this life that you've provided for us where I can mm. sit down and, and read my Bible at 2 p.m. in the right. afternoon when there's a lull in things. And yeah, I don't know. It's right. just like really having that gratitude for the things that they they mm-hmm. do do again mm-hmm. rather than fix it, fixating on what you're not happy with. Well, you know, and back in back when uh, early on when he originally received that email, it probably meant everything to him. I mean, little things like that, you know, when we show our husband respect and we show them appreciation, mm-hmm. whether it's an mm-hmm. unexpected actual physical card in the mail or whether it's a text message that, you know, it's not like, hey, you forgot to do such and such and you left the house without so and so. And it's like, <laughs> <laughs> and instead, it's like, I'm praying for you today. I hope it's great. Or, you know, thank you for whatever. Or, or I'm sorry I didn't kiss you when you walked out the door, but here's a smoochy kiss. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I'm just saying know, totally. little things like that because it means a lot, you know, to them. I think especially because they want, I mean, most men, good men, I'm not talking about perfect men again, but I'm just talking about good men. They want their wives to be happy and they want that and when I and content and happy with them, you know, that they're doing it. They're, they're doing good, you know, and that we notice that and we like that, you know, I mean, and I love what for, you know, in Peter when and I know he's writing um, to these women who who they've come to faith in Christ. And I mean, he's writing that, you know, the that letter but in that particular when he when he turns the corner in first um in in chapter three of first peter when he talks to the wives about how you need to be submissive to your husband so that and then he says so that even if any of them are disobedient to the word and i know in the context a lot of bible scholars say as women were coming to faith in christ their husbands weren't saved and they were like oh am i still supposed to be submissive or you know there was a questioning and so so he said, no, you be submissive to them so that even if any of them are disobedient to the word, he says, they may be one without a word by what? The preaching of their wives? You know, no, he says, without a word by the behavior of their wives. And then he makes that, this is like a, a, a great statement because he says, as they observe, I mean, they're watching you. As they and they see it, as they observe your chaste, and then he uses that word respectful behavior. So it's the, it's like the, it's like this great assumption, wives. If you've come to know the Lord and you care about that man in your home, you're going to be respectful to him, even if he is disobedient to the word, even if he's not a believer yet. Because the way you're going to win him is not by preaching at him or telling him everything he's done wrong or that. He's just a sinner, or you can make the application even for Christian husbands, you know, us telling them, you know, we, we think if we, the more we talk, the more it'll affect them. And Peter's making the point, no, it's not about what you say to them. It's about your behavior and what they see in your life and you're respecting them. And that, and it's, and it's like goes hand in glove with what 
Paul writes in Ephesians when he, you know, after he tells the husbands how they're supposed to love their wives and all that. And he's very simple. It's a lot that he preaches at the husbands. But then at the very end of that passage in Ephesians chapter five, the the thing he says to the wife, it's very short. And the wife must see to it that she respects her husband. That's all. That's what he it says. Is, so it is sound. It's like almost alarmingly simple. Right? Yes. Yes. But there's something so foundational and so beautiful. And, and we feel as women, I think a lot of times, like the important thing in our, our parenting and in our home and in our relationship with our husband is that like things get done right. And mm-hmm, I'm putting right mm-hmm. in quotes, like the way I think it needs to happen. And, and so we're, we're kind of like we're the experts of the situation. I'm not saying, I mean, women have insight. Sure. And, and, uh, and certainly it's like, Hey, I, I'm around the kids all day. Like, yeah, I do see these things, but at the same time, uh, it's that structure is to be protected and to be nourished. Um, I think over and above things being done right. Mm-hmm. In quotes. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Just thinking about like, oh, okay, like a discipline situation, not even just like a kid being corrected for something where you're like, well, so-and-so is really tired. Like they've been out all there, whatever. And because the dad comes in, you're like, well, let me explain why, why that, <laughs> you know, you don't need to correct. It's like, no, actually, God gave this child a father because this child doesn't need their behavior explained away all the time. Right, um, right. And, and we, and actually this child seeing me honor their father mm-hmm. is more important than me like squirreling away this situation to set it up exactly how I think it needs to happen. Exactly. Now, and I that mean, shows res- great respect when you do that. Respect. Yep. Yep. Exactly. And that is more important for them than you making sure they don't have that uh, a Coca-Cola at, you know, whatever time or I don't know. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just yeah. stuff that we can get all fixated on. And it's like, no, these are non-essentials. And what really is essential is for them to have, like, for there to be a healthy home structure. That's right. And um, for them to see mom backing dad, and because there's a respect no, there, too. If he's, yeah. like, even if he's doing something with the kids, you know, correcting them or discipline-wise, and we don't like it or we think it's whatever. Or even rough, like, playing with them. <laughs> yes. Like, oh, that's not how you should play with them. Or, <laughs> right. uh, yeah, it doesn't even have to be. To be a whole garden variety thing. And always, no, no, it's okay. But I'm saying it's always like us feeling like, well, we know better. And and sometimes we do know better. I'm not saying we don't, that there's never a time. But it's all all about the timing. If it's something I need to talk to him, let's talk, you know, I'll say it later or I'll bring it up. But sometimes it's just like, I just need to keep my mouth shut and let him be the dad the way he wants to be the dad. And, and, you know, and then too, that that helps the children see because if they see mom always nitpicking the dad, what does that say to them? You know, mm-hmm. it's like you, it's mm-hmm. like even going back to the whole praise thing and saying things that you know that are praiseworthy. Do that in front of the kids and you say, you know, not only, I mean, obviously yeah. there's the times you say to your children without daddy, I'm so thankful your daddy works hard or, wow, he does this and this because that that's 
they they understand the man is the provider and the protector and the defender to say anything we can like that to build them up. But then also in front of dad too, you know, where, where we say, you know, like in your case, your husband's name is Jeremy. Jeremy, thank you for blah, blah, blah in front of the kids. Or where I'm so grateful that your dad does thus and so, whatever it is, you know, so that they hear that praise because kids get enough of hearing mom and dad fussing with each other. <laughs> they just do because totally. we're sinners, you know. But And I, I mean, and by God's grace, I'm married to someone who backs me up too. Like, yeah. he does, you know, he's, he sees what I'm doing with the kids. He shows them, like, he's on my team. Right. Um, and... And he values my input and opinion. And that is a wise man, honestly, to right. listen to his wife who, who loves the Lord and is uh, with the kids. And so it's not like, oh, I don't, you know, whatever. It's I'm just whatever he does. I'm, I'm just, I'm not going to say anything. No, at the same time, it's like, yeah, you're leading, he's leading our family. That's right. And I want, and I want the kids to see that. And I do, if I see him taking a different tack than me on something, mm-hmm. I question myself more than him. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, that's just that I don't, I, I don't, I think that's God honoring. Like, I do just want to think like, okay, what is it I'm trying to do here? And, you know, what's, what's my underlying motive? Because he's a, he's a wise man. I'm sorry, mm-hmm. I picked well. So, <laughs> I, and so I just think like, yeah, if he's taking a different tack, this is actually worth me not just not saying anything and maybe following up later, but actually just considering it. I can even ask him about it. And, mm-hmm. Um, anyways, well, he, either, but I do think that, yeah, just protecting that right structure mm-hmm, is mm-hmm. such a gift. And when there are all these kids out there today who have no sense of authority and it's like, yeah, God's instituted all of these authority mm-hmm. structures in our lives, mm-hmm. in the home, in the church, in the, in the government. And the home is the closest one. It's the earliest one. It's the, you know, and it's like, hey, if if you have no respect for your husband, like, yeah, that's mm-hmm. gonna that's gonna bear some nasty fruit. Right, right. Well, let me ask you a question. You know, because um, you you said um, just a f- minutes ago, like you picked well and you chose wisely. So you have a you know God in His kindness. Jeremy chose wisely, you chose wisely, and y'all are a great team. But the, and, but I know, and I'm sure you do too, there's lots of women yeah. out there who are already married to men that they um, say do not lead well, and if anything is going to happen in the spiritual realm, they have to take the lead. In fact, I had a conversation recently with a woman about this very thing, and, and one of the things I shared with her, I just said, you know, number one, I said, you need to be praying, you know, for your husband because she wasn't sure if he was saved or not. She just wasn't sure. And I said, so obviously you need to be praying for that. I said, but, Absolutely. but on the other, on the other end, think through your own life and ask the Lord to help you be the first Peter three woman, you know, that it just examine your life, your behavior. And then, and then I said, you know, I said a couple things about that. And then I said, um, and make sure that, um, 
you are not telling him that he needs to be leading and you're not in front of the kid saying, well, I have to do this because your dad won't. If any praying has to happen, I have to do it. Or if any Bible reading has to happen, I said, just do what God's called you to do as a woman and still build your husband up in front of your children, build him up in any way that you can build him up and be praying for him and be that woman who by your behavior, he watches you and he sees. Now, those are some of the things that I shared with her. From your perspective and from women that you deal with who you know, because I'm sure this has happened with you, because I know sometimes women complain about their husbands, and their husbands really are better than what, the, than what they're saying. You know, and sometimes mm-hmm. they're in the way of their husband's growth or their husband's mm-hmm. whatever. So I want to hear you speak to that a little bit. How would you encourage a woman to encourage her husband in that kind and genuinely in that situation? She's not yeah, like in yeah. the way. So, right. No, who's in a genuinely hard situation? Correct. I, guess, I would say one, like, uh, that is, that's suffering. And it's like, that is. Christ Jesus bore that suffering. He he actually following him invites us to participate in that suffering, and you will be richly heavenly rewarded for that. And I that's not like a flip thing. I really like you have to have your eyes fixed on future treasure mm-hmm. because that faithfulness is you will literally be rewarded for that. Mm-hmm. And and God sees it, and He. I, I was thinking about, um, this is so goofy, but I um, was writing an email to our local Target about this. Oh, like, yeah. Shopping that's, there. That's another episode. <laughs> yes. I know, right? But I got a little nervous about it because I just thought, I don't know. Just you know. Nervous about writing the letter? Or what do you mean? Yeah, just like if it got out and I don't have people in work or this or in the neighborhood we, we just live in like a hostel mm-hmm. area and work in hostel places and da, da, da. but I was just like I just need to send this and at the same time I've been reading through Acts and mm-hmm. um, and was just reading about Stephen being stoned and how and, but it's not just Stephen there are mostly you know Paul sure. gets stoned and they leave him for dead but um just a lot of suffering and a lot of boldness for Christ. And I just think like in the same way, they, God, it wasn't like they worked up boldness. It's that mm-hmm. they trusted God. Right. The Lord had them, even in being stoned, even in facing death as, as Stephen's life was ebbing away, his eyes were fixed on mm-hmm. Christ and the Lord gave him that vision that gave him peace that sustained him. Um, and I just think like the Lord is going to be faithful and I don't know exactly what that looks like. That could Mm -hmm. be like getting stoned to death, you know, but he is not going to forsake us. Right. Um, so that's kind of like big picture encouragement, um, smaller picture encouragement. Absolutely. Pray, look for any evidence of grace, even common grace. If you don't think he's a believer, Mm -hmm. um, just like, just common sense wisdom he may have, or even faithfulness in in providing a paycheck, or that he's willing to come to church with you guys, or that, uh, you know, just all of the many layers of things that we might take for granted that are... Praiseworthy. 
Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, so I would, I would encourage you to look for that. I would encourage you, all men need layers of encouragement. Be a student of him, like I said, even just like emotional, psychological, mm-hmm. how can I encourage him? And physically, mm-hmm. I mean, I definitely don't want to delve into anything at all, but like pursue your husband right. sexually. Sure, sure. But every man... I guess, I don't know. I, but I, <laughs> I, know. Probably, I mean, maybe there are exceptions out there. That is huge. I actually sure. had a friend, she was saying to her husband, like, how can I love you this week? And um, Or no, he asked how he could love her that week. And she said, oh, there's just one thing that'd be helpful if you could do to that. And then she asked the question and he just requested that she initiated intimacy with him. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, yeah, pursue... Find a way to, he's your one lover for life. Mm-hmm. Like pursue him as your lover. Right. Um, and then the other physical thing is food. Honestly, <laughs> like just, no kidding. Like, feed him, feed him well. Get, like, get, figure out what they like to eat. Take care and like, just feed him a good meal. It blesses them so much. Um, it makes me think of that old saying, the way to a man's heart is through his stomach, because there, there's a reason that can, someone came up with that saying. Totally, totally. And oh. so I just think, like, look, look for ways to, to physically encourage him. Those are my two ways. Yeah. Look for ways to encourage him in, in truly in his in character. And if you don't see him, ask the Lord. Ask the Lord sure. for him to show you something or for there to be something um, and encourage in those ways. And if, and if your husband uh, professes Christ, but he's and maybe he goes to church, but you just don't see anything outside of that. Yeah. I would set aside time to pray this. I had a, there were some women talking um, the other day and talking specifically about this situation. And one of the women just exhorted the sister to just pray mm-hmm. and to ask him for a very concrete small thing. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, would you would you like read this psalm to us tonight? And then pray like pray a long time before you ask him to do it. Then ask him and then like set things up perfectly for it. Mm-hmm. Like have the have things squared away that night where it's like, okay, you know, we're 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 set up for success and then don't be critical when he does do something. Right. Don't, you know, like right. and be an encourager when he, just because it's not exactly how you imagine that Bible reading to go or that prayer to go or what, like, don't be crit- encourage him. Right. Um, well, I love that. So, Even just asking him to read it, you know, because some men are think, oh, well, if I try to like say something about it, she's going to be critical. But something. just having that yeah, man's yeah. voice read it is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Um, That's great. So I just thinking, thinking of something real specific mm-hmm. and, and praying and asking and then making it um, something that would be an, an easier win, you know, not mm-hmm. like, hey, I want you to read this Bible verse. And by the way, like there's, you know, hands burning on the stove and, you know, babies crying in the corner and, you know, mm-hmm. a small fire out in the front yard or whatever, <laughs> just like set it up for, uh, for 
for success and, and just ask the Lord to bless the effort. Mm-hmm. Lord, we need you to take these small things um, and and to cause them to bear fruit. Yeah. He is the one who brings about the fruit. Yeah. That's, and he's faithful. He that's... wants us to have good marriages and he wants us to be pursuing him and, and He's he's so faithful. Well, and I think sometimes we do underestimate as women, you know, the power of just praying and um, Mm. and 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 even fasting. And I know sometimes it's hard for women to fast Mm. if they're pregnant or they're, you know, there's things going on in their lives. However, Mm -hmm. you know, the Bible doesn't tell us when to fast or how often we should fast it's just assumed we will and in and it's an act of contrition it's an act of humility before the lord to seek him on something that's really important to us and we see you know in matthew in the sermon on the mount he doesn't say well i want you to fast on the first day of every week he just says when you fast this is how you should do it and then it should be in secret and private you should take care of yourself but it, again the whole point is it's between you and the lord something that's so your heart is so burdened about that you are skipping an a meal that like for me the the hardest meal for me to skip is lunch so that's so that's like for me that's what i have to fast through <laughs> you know if it one is something that's really important to me cuz i can skip dinner easy i can skip breakfast easy but lunch is like i'm going to pull my hair out so <laughs> so my point in saying that is so when you when you talked about when you said pray so often we just think well yeah of course I, i'm going to pray about it but what else can i do and we're like that's so important you know to do it and to do it seriously and to bear our hearts to the lord and that's what the scripture invites us to do all over this all over to be to draw near to him and he will draw near to us he invites us to share our burdens with him cast all your care upon me because I, you know, because he cares for us. That's what he tells us to do. I mean, so he's always inviting us to do that. And it shows our dependence upon him. This is something that's really heavy on my heart. And then in the, and then with that, to take the end of, you know, uh, Psalm 139, where it says, search me, O God, and see if there's any wicked way in me and lead me in the everlasting way because so often some of the things that are burdening us about our husbands are really issues with us you know Mm -hmm. that we've projected onto them or we're we like you said early when we first started um this uh episode you said something about you've you've learned i think i'm remembering it right you said learning that perspective is what's really key and a lot of things is the way you look at things and it's so true i mean even in my life you know and i've been married almost 43 years and i think it's still i'm learning still learning how important it is for me to talk to the lord about the things that bother me or that are concerning to me um to you know to cast my care and that's again when i read that passage earlier from philippians right before that in terms of you know let your mind dwell on these things that's another invitation when he says be anxious for nothing but in everything by prayer 
and supplication, let your request be made known to God. And then the peace of God, which um, will, will guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. And it surpasses all understanding is what he says. I, I, I don't think I quoted it exactly right. But, uh, but again, that's that invitation in everything by prayer and supplication. Supplication means asking the Lord. So, he, you know, and he tells us to do that. And I think sometimes we just say, yeah, pray, but what else? You know, right? So, and so, then, and it's like pray, and like with the long view in mind, like yes. we wait on the Lord. It is not our timing, and it just makes me think about Galatians. It says, "Let us not grow weary for doing good, for in due season we will reap." If we that's do not right. Give up. That's right. And so that is that is like don't don't pray, and then it's like, oh, it didn't change today. Like I, it's moving on. It's like no, that is the posture. Yes. For the marathon long term and waiting on the Lord yeah. for his timing. So. Well, this has been good, Kessid, and I'm so thankful that we uh we could do this. Um yeah. this and I appreciate so much of the things that you said and and I look at you and Jeremy and I just see a great team. I mean, I just see you know, and I think I've said this before when we've talked about different things, but it's just like I love the fact that my children have found the people that they're that they're going to grow old with, and so I always pray that that bond would be super tight and would say stay tight till the Lord calls us home, um, and that you know when when y'all are my age, it will still be even it will be even tighter, <laughs> and because um, I think that even you know like I can't imagine you know. Yeah, I can't imagine my life without my husband, you know, and all the things I'm just so grateful to him for, you know, even when we were talking about it earlier, I was just thinking, wow, I'm just so grateful that he's steadfast. I'm so grateful that he's brave. I'm so grateful that he doesn't care what people think. <laughs> so yeah. there's so many mm-hmm. things and I'm, I'm so grateful that he's protected me all these years and yeah. in every way and protected our children. I mean, there's just a, I could make a list that's, you know, from here till. I don't know. So anyway, yeah, (laughs) yes. And I want to keep, I want to stay that way. Yes. Talk to him about the things that I need to talk to him about. Of course, as we all do, but I want to stay that way of looking for, you know, the good and, um, and dwelling on that. So, well, Kessa, would you, um, close us out in prayer? Okay. Okay. Heavenly father, uh, we, praise you um, just for the gift of the husbands that you've given us. Father, I pray that we would not grow weary in encouraging them. I pray that more and more homes would be homes where the husbands are respected, that they um, in turn love their wives, and that they have um, a healthy, God-glorifying home life and home structure Mm -hmm. that just causes flourishing, Lord. Be be glorified in that. For those who do not have that now, I do pray for perseverance, for faith for them, and for just um, encouragement from your word and from you for them, Lord. Would you provide that um, in their lives, Lord? I pray that we would not grow weary in doing good, and we would see the good fruit that comes from it. In Jesus' name, amen. If you enjoyed this episode of Rare But Real, be sure to subscribe so you'll be notified when a new episode is posted. And share this podcast with friends. Follow Audrey on Instagram and Facebook at Mothering From The Heart. And listen to all her messages on the Search the Scriptures app.